0: Welcome to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Well, today is um, our Advent, and we're focusing in on peace. And I want to read uh, Isaiah 9, uh, verse 6. Let's start out there 6 and 7. 9, 6, and 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. To establish it and to uphold it, with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of the host will accomplish this. You know, up until this year, the number one thing people wish for for Christmas was peace on earth. But not this year. Take a guess what you think is the number one thing that uh, people are wishing for this Christmas. Just take guess. Huh? Okay. Climate change, okay. Anything else? You're close. (laughs) The number one Christmas wish is a computer. Believe it or not a computer and peace on earth has moved to second place. You know, that's so ironic because the one thing that can cause me to lose my peace of mind quicker than anything is a computer. I mean, I don't know what it is. I just, I push one button and then all of a sudden it goes Hebrew. I'm like, what does happen to my computer? I mean, ask Kevin. Kevin laughs at me all the time. He says, "Sam, it's you, it's you." I'm like, "It's the computer." So, oh, so I I don't know. I don't know why in the world people have chosen the computer as the one thing they wish. But it is true. You know, we 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 went uh, shopping this weekend. Had a great time in Charlotte. Saw the Handel's Messiah, which was absolutely just amazing. We got to sit right. Right near the front row and just being there and experiencing it. And then the next day we're able to go shopping, and we walked by the Apple store in the mall. I'm not kidding you. There was probably a hundred plus people in the Apple store. And they're all sitting around just looking at all the Apple products. It was the most trafficked store in the whole mall. So go figure. Computers, Okay, all right. So, <clears throat> when Jesus came as the Prince of Peace, he came to establish his kingdom. And he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when he made that pronouncement, there was the ushering in of his kingdom. And from that day, every single day, his kingdom has been advancing; it has been growing. The influence of our God's reign is growing on this earth. So while you were sleeping last night, some of you, but while you, some of you were sleeping last night, the kingdom of God was advancing and growing. It's a realm. It is a a and the, the presence of heaven in our midst on this earth that is God's reign and rule that is advancing. And not only is His kingdom advancing His peace is. And I was so taken back when I read that this week, I thought, you know, I've always known His kingdom was advancing, but I never saw the reality that His peace is increasing. So, I I got to thinking: If His peace is increasing, then are, are we looking for it in the wrong place? Is it an aspect of some of of a kingdom that I'm not fully aware of at times? So my desire is, and I hope yours is, that we will press in and understand and desire the realm of our Father's kingdom and experience an ever-increasing level of peace that the things around us won't bother us like they used to, like your computer. But the reality is, is that we have a, a, a place in the realm of his kingdom that we can reside in and rest in that allows us to move and function in this world and not be shaken by everything that we're seeing around us. Because there's a lot of things going on around us. He wants to get us to a place where we cultivate the inner life of peace. Cultivate a life in our hearts where the things around us are not going to shake us so much when they don't go our way. Or what we like. But you know what was sad? Is that the human race at the time of Christ's birth had no room for Him. They had no room for Him. He was born in the stable because we would not or could not make room for the Prince of Peace. So how ironic is it that there's no room for the Prince of Peace but God gets blamed for all the chaos in the world. You know, there are many people that are overwhelmed by burdens um, that are going on right now in their lives. It might be financial burdens, uh, relational. The burdens are endless that are going on. But with the constant bombardment of burdens that are around us, we are going to have to intentionally Find ways to make room for the Prince of Peace in our hearts. So if he's going to find room within our own personal lives, then we're going to have to do a little bit of inventory on what are some of the things in our lives that maybe we need to remove? What's the clutter we need to get out of our lives? What are the things that are dragging you and pulling your attention away from the very one that is here to give you peace. So we have to be very intentional with taking hold of our thought life, taking hold of those things that we're worrying about or, or that we're so anxious about. But we have to really be diligent. Scripture says in Philippians 4, verse 6, says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So here's the deal. To first make room for peace, you're going to have to remove some things from your heart. And you know what I so love and appreciate about Eliza is that she is very careful to guard her, her mind and what she says and not giving attention to things that are going to stir up and cause unrest and anxiety and fear. But we'll be having conversations and, and I'll, I might say something and, and she might say, mm, no, we're not going there. I'm not talking about that. And she's very careful to guard her heart. She's cultivating the garden of her heart and not allowing herself to get worked up, to get anxious. So we have to be diligent. We have to be deliberate in taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Because what has happened is that so many people are being weighed down by so many cares, by so many worries, and we're allowing it to traffic in our mind And we're not being diligent to say, you know what, this is really off-limits. These thoughts I'm having, these concerns I'm worried about, they're trafficking in your mind and they're weighing you down. And it's time to say, you know what, this is my home. And my house is to be a house of peace. And you need to apprehend those things and deal with them so that you're not weighed around, bowed over, and you're just heavy-hearted and not able to engage in life. This is to really be a joyous time. You know, I mean, we don't need Christmas and we don't need Advent to remind us that He is the Prince of Peace. It needs to be going on all the time. It needs to be happening in our daily life where you're not going to allow yourself to be anxious about all those things that are trafficking around. So in this Scripture says in 1 Peter 3, in in verse 10, 1 Peter 3, verse 10. For those who want to love life and see good days should keep their tongue from evil speaking and their lips from speaking lies. They should shun evil and do good. Seek peace and chase after it. Don't you like that? Chase after peace, make it a focus of yours. I thought I'd never read that before. That's from the common English Bible. Go after it. You know, I like I like what, what Rocky said today. You know, if you're desiring for more of God, you got to go after it. You've got to pursue Him. If you want peace, you've got to. Pursue it, chase it, wrestle it down, do whatever you got to do, but apprehend peace in your heart. I wonder if all of us could take an hour in a day and do a real inventory of all the things that you're thinking about, all the things that you're worrying about, all the things that you're anxious about, and begin to list them. Begin to lay out the list and begin to hold that up to God's Word after you've done your personal inventory. And God, how many of those things are draining and robbing me of walking in the Prince of Peace? I think it would be really, I think it's very important. I think it's actually a life-giving exercise that many of us could do Where we're not just, it's almost like we're we're so used to even thinking negative. It's like we don't even know how to be positive. We don't even know what it's like to think what's right. We're just bent towards thinking negative. And you know, that just, that negative energy, it drains you of every bit of peace. But the scripture says to apprehend, to take captive. Wrestle it, do whatever you got to do, but grab hold of it and remove it from your mind. So we have to be intentional, we have to be focusing in. So let's ask ourselves Am I pursuing peace? Am I pursuing peace? Am I chasing after it? Am I going after peace? Because this is. The bottom line is that peace will be your greatest protection. Peace has an ability to wrap itself around your mind and around your heart, and it's going to protect you. It's going to be your greatest advocate. And actually, peace is one of the greatest weapons. You Think about this. It says, the God of peace will crush Satan. That sounds pretty militant, doesn't it? Crush Satan. Under what? Your feet. The God of peace crushes. Satan is crushed by you learning to apprehend peace. I thought, my goodness. I mean, it it probably will look horrible with me walking in peace. I'm crushing him all around me. But the reality is, This is the truth of his word. Peace is one of the greatest weapons that you can walk in and to apprehend the things that are yours by allowing peace to just wrap around your heart and around your mind. So what are you spending your time concentrating on? Where are you giving all your energy? You know, God faithfully supplies His grace to us in every area of our lives. It, his grace flows like a river and enables us to do many things that God is calling us to in this life. But the one thing that can really choke the flow of God's grace in your life is allowing the devil to get you worried and anxious. It chokes it, it, it cuts off the source of the flow of peace in your life. You know, on the night, you think about this, the night that he was getting ready to be betrayed, he's sitting at the table with the one that will betray him, and he's getting ready to go to the cross where he's going to suffer and then die. And then before that, though, he leaves them with this one gift that is, probably the most important gift that you and I can even ever receive on this earth. And that's in John 14, 27. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So his last will and his greatest gift that he gave his disciples that he wanted to leave with them before his crucifixion was the gift of peace. And he wants all of us to walk in the fullness and understanding of this peace. You know, when Jesus walked on the earth, he walked in a manner of peace that he was in full control of everything. Peace allowed him, they got to a point where they were so upset with him that they drove him out to the edge of a cliff, and they were going to stone him and and push him off the cliff. So what does he do? He's at peace. He just turns around and looks at him, and then he walks right through him. And they don't even touch him. Why? Because he's at peace. He's at rest. Jesus was in control of every aspect of his life. He was in control and at peace when he was on a boat and sleeping. And the devil stirs up the storm. He's at peace. He just wakes up. Rebukes the storm. It's silence. And at that moment, there's an element where he's in perfect peace because the enemy has no hold on him. And even at the very end of his life, He's on the cross, and no one could take his life prematurely, but he gave up his life. He surrendered his own life because it was his own choice, because he was resting in peace. So he was always in perfect control. He was always at ease in every situation. The word in John 14, 27 for peace is this, which is shalom. Anybody heard shalom before? Shalom. Say shalom. Shalom. This is a Hebrew word which means wellness, wholeness, completeness, as well as peace of heart and mind. You're having shalom peace in your spirit, your soul, and your body. It's absorbed in the peace of Almighty God. And this is the kind of peace he wants to permeate our whole lives. So when Jesus said to them, my peace I leave to you not as the world gives. This is not a peace, obviously, that the world can even come close to offering. But it's a peace where you're able to live in it like Christ did. Where he was at peace in the midst of a crowd that was very angry, wanted to kill him. Wanted to stone him. He's at peace when there's storms. He's at peace in the hardest places of life. But he's at peace because at that moment, he's able to walk upon life situations. And this peace has an ability to crush the enemy's plans in your life because you're walking in the fullness of who he is. Because he is peace. You know, really, this kind of peace is not dependent on circumstances. It's not dependent on your circumstances going right. It's an inward peace that you've cultivated, that you're aware of, that you know it, you feel it, and you're like, okay, this situation around me right now is not looking too good, but I'm not going to let that affect my inward life. I am not going to allow that to affect and cultivate the storms on the inside. See, if you'll work on the inside, he'll take care of the outside. If you work on the inside of you, he'll take care of this out of you. He manages and takes care of all of these challenges around you, but you've learned to cultivate the presence. Of peace. You know, some people might say, you know, if Jesus has given me peace, then why am I still worried? Why am I still anxious? Why am I still troubled with this or that? Well, it's because of this. Because it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And then he says this. Let not your heart be troubled. See, my lovely wife cannot deal with the unrest in me. I must let not. God's not gonna let not. The church is not gonna let not. You're gonna let not your heart be troubled. You're the one that has to take the action. You're the one that has to to deal with those bombarding thoughts you're the one that's going to have to deal with the pressures that are upon you. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So what are the let nots? You know, many people are guarding their finances and their careers and their futures and so on. But the Lord wants us to guard and protect our hearts. Because it says in Scripture in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. See, when we guard our hearts, and we're taking care of everything that is going on on the inside of us, God's going to take care of everything on the outside of you. So instead of focusing on trying to manage and deal with your finances and make sure everything is all in order i mean everybody has their own weaknesses that you can try, you can you can be challenged with the area of finances is an area in my life over the years that has just not been an area that i have that i've worried about i i just don't worry about it i don't worry about my finances But ask me about my children, and that's a weak area, and I have to guard my heart that I don't get worried and anxious and concerned over my children. All of us have weak areas we have to guard and protect, and there's areas of strength that all of us have that we don't have to worry about in that area. You know, there are many ways that we can probably guard our hearts and be faithful to the Lord and being attuned to his word and being obedient to his voice when he's speaking to us, responding to him when he's nudging us to do various things in our own personal lives. And it's those areas that we have to really be mindful of to not allow our peace to be eroded in our own personal lives. So have you ever thought about the thought that the devil really can't uh, get to areas in your life that you're really not concerned about? The areas that you're not concerned about can actually be the very areas where you're experiencing the fullness of God's grace flowing into this area. But it's the areas... That are troubling you, that you're not being intentional with, are the very areas where your peace is being eroded, and it's, it's, it's like leaving you. It's just like going into thin air. So this year, I really want us to make an effort of being intentional with making room for the Prince of Peace and removing every bit of clutter in your own life That is allowing peace to not be evident within your life. So, to continually experience the presence and the peace of Jesus, you need to do a consistent inventory of your thought life. You've got to be diligent to be mindful of what you're thinking of and giving attention to, and taking those thoughts captive and quickly removing them so you can rest in the peace and the presence of Jesus. You know, at times it can be feel like war. At times it can feel like you're going in hand-to-hand combat with some of these things. Because, you know, it's almost like we fight, well, if I don't give it attention, then nothing's going to get done. Well, is that really true? You worrying about something, is it going to make it any better? It's time to say, you know what? Being worried and anxious is really overrated. Just get rid of it and say, you know what? It's time now for me to find victory and walk in peace and see the devil crushed under my feet and walk in a realm of God's kingdom that is offered to us because the kingdom of God, where does it dwell? And what does the kingdom of God consist of? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the realm and the reign of our Father and is dwelling within us. So, being righteous is being rightly related to God. You're obeying Him. You want to be an obe- obedient son and daughter to Him. And in that, you're going to walk in the peace and the joy of the Holy Spirit. And that's victory. You know what? When we can find victory in here, it makes things a whole lot better in life is what we're experiencing. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you've given us the greatest gift, the gift of peace, the shalom peace that is ours, that is a gift And so, Lord, today, we welcome you in all your fullness and peace into our hearts and lives. And we thank you and we praise you that you made the way so that we could have it in full measure. But, Father, we ask that you'd forgive us in the areas where we have allowed peace to be eroded, allowed it to be pushed out. And Lord, we choose to take back what is ours. So forgive us, Lord, for any anxious and fearful thought. And we choose this day to follow you and obey you with all of our hearts. And so, Lord, I just pray in this season, as we lead up to your wonderful birth, I ask, Father, that you would cultivate and train us in the ways that we should walk in you. And let us be examples of peace on earth. Let us be agents of peace that are there for those around us. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at K-O-G underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash K-O-G Asheville.